And thanks for joining us Thursday morning and a busy one, too. Lots of different things going on. Aside from sanding crews out trying to get those highways in better shape, we're in uh, rough shape in a couple spots. Uh, that area around Chaplin there between, basically between Moose Jaw and Swift Current is still, uh, we just checked in with a highway hotline. It is still closed and they are not recommending travel, obviously, in that neck of the woods. But winter driving conditions pretty much everywhere else. Couple other busy things uh, to talk about. Of course, you probably just heard in the news a big meeting is happening right downtown in uh, Saskatoon right now regarding the downtown event and entertainment district. We have a reporter there at TCU Place and they are talking about what this vision will be. We will see more details of this and we plan on digging into that a little bit more. Uh, Of course, we'll hear reports of that later in the day today and tomorrow morning on the show as well. And as you know, at one point you were having to try and figure out alternate arrangements for your kids at lunchtime today. Well, That's been put on the back burner. Kids go to school and eat lunch at school as per usual. The teachers have halted all strike action because they got a late in the day phone call yesterday from the province saying, okay, we got a new mandate. Let's go back to the table. Let's see if we can hammer a deal out. Whether they will be able to or not, time will tell. But we are going to talk about that and take another couple angles on this whole teacher discussion coming up just after 10.30. And before lunch, we'll open up the phone lines to give you a chance to uh, talk about that as well. All right. So this is a, a, a big month. February in Saskatchewan is Aboriginal Storytelling Month. Through the month of February, storytelling events are being held at libraries, uh, partners in communities all over the province. I've got a couple of guests joining me today to talk about this. My first guest is Jessica Jenneru. Jessica is based in Regina. She's a coordinator of Aboriginal Storytelling Month, has been serving the role for a few years now. Jessica, thanks so much for taking our call. Thank you. Great to have you here. My second guest is Sundance Robson. Sundance is an Indigenous life coach in Regina with Sacred Compass Journey. Sacred Compass is a holistic wellness center where he and his partner use traditional and non-traditional ceremony and storytelling to help others heal. And uh, we have Sundance with us as well. Sundance, thanks for being here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, Jessica, let's start with you. Can you give us a quick summary? Aboriginal Storytelling Month why the focus on storytelling? Why? What's this all about? Well, the Library Services for Saskatchewan Aboriginal Peoples Committee is based of Indigenous librarians across Saskatchewan, and they work to enhance the um, Indigenous um, collections, employment, and services in libraries across Saskatchewan. And the LSAP Committee also has created and designed the Saskatchewan Aboriginal Storytelling Month to work to protect, promote, and preserve Indigenous knowledge through storytelling. So the LSAP committee works with knowledge keepers across Saskatchewan in the traditional treaty territories. So we work with Cree, Nakoda, Dakota, Lakota, and Soto um, nations, as well as the Métis. And the reason why we're doing this is because it's important for us to recognize that the Indigenous narrative is important to Saskatchewan residents. Jessica Jenneru is my guest this morning, Aboriginal Storytelling Month, and Jessica is the mastermind behind this. This has to be months of work in planning uh, because you've got things happening all through the province, Jessica. So this has been a lot of work culminating to where we're at today. Oh, yeah. 
The um, government of Saskatchewan formally proclaimed the month of February as Indigenous Storytelling Month. So there's libraries, organizations, all, schools all across Saskatchewan that are hosting Indigenous storytellers to this month. Wapiti Regional Library is hosting the launch this year with Lyndon Linklater, as well as hosting a variety of um, traditional contemporary stories. We also see libraries up north, down south. We have we have over 20, uh, sorry, not 20, 200 locations across Saskatchewan right now with over 70 storytellers that are visiting different locations. We also see about 150 volunteers or more every year. And we we also recognize the massive importance of volunteerism in all of this project. So this project, we work to continue providing these services every year because we understand the importance of teaching the young ones. We understand the importance of empowering the kinship and especially the importance of preserving knowledge for the strength of our future generations. Jessica, this is uh, this is fascinating stuff. I appreciate the work that has gone into this for sure. I um, just want to turn over now to Sundance for a second. Sundance Robson is here, Indigenous life coach uh, with Sacred Compass Journey. I'm curious, just from from your mind, your heart, Sundance, the significance of storytelling and and the importance that holds in your culture. Yeah, thanks a lot for the question. So through oral storytelling. Um, both traditional and contemporary, we're able to find what our identity is in the present moment. And that happens through, you know, creating cross-cultural relationships. Storytelling is its an ancient medium, and it's foundational in our cultural activity because the stories that we tell are like living beings. They are living beings. And they're passed down from generation to generation. And they help us to transform with the different seasons of life. Sundance Robson, my guest, talking about the fact that Saskatchewan has designated February as in Aboriginal Storytelling Month. Jessica Jenneru, also my guest. Jessica has been doing a lot of the work coordinating and putting together the events that are happening, and they are happening literally all over the province, over 200, as she just highlighted. They're open for all people, too. This is a celebration of Aboriginal culture, but there's no restriction, Jessica, on who should be and could be going to these the events. No, this is uh, this uh, program is this specifically um, meeting the Truth and Reconciliation Calls for Action. So this includes everybody, and it's an educational opportunity for everybody. Um, we also have a a um, virtual events listing, which you can find on our website, lsap.ca slash storytelling. And that virtual storytelling is also, we created that during the time of COVID, and we found that there was, over 30,000 participants that jumped on uh, virtual storytelling events. So now that we continuously offer that option as well to, if you can't make a local event at your local library or your local community center, there's also the option of hopping on to a virtual event to catch a story by one of the many talented storytellers that are involved in the project this year. So, Jessica, you, you've been in this role now for a few years. Has this grown? Is it based on the feedback you get, what people like, 
opening it up to other communities? Have we seen this grow over the last couple of years? Oh, yeah, we're we're seeing a growth every year. I've been involved with the LSAP committee for seven years as a volunteer, and I've been involved as in the coordination of the Aboriginal Storytelling Month for nearly four years, and I'm involved with um, doing all the paperwork to get it going and making sure that we're working directly with our funders, and we're We've been seeing a huge growth every year, and more and more people are getting involved, and we're expanding into more rural and underserved areas. That's the key to this project is how special this project is, is that it can, it has a, a wide reach, a wide, wide geographic reach, especially when we work with our, um, our libraries and our local communities. Good stuff. I want to take a quick break. We are going to come back, so I'm hoping uh, both Jessica and uh, Sundance are, are happy to stick around here. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the events that are happening in the province for Aboriginal Storytelling Month. And I want to talk to Sundance about what inspired him and maybe even get him to reflect on some teachings and some stories that he heard that might have been the key to getting uh, this discussion and, and this to become such a major part of his life. We'll be back with more on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Welcome back. I'm Evan Bray. The month of February has been designated by the province as Saskatchewan Aboriginal Storytelling Month. And as a result, I've got a couple of great guests that join me today to talk about this. Jessica Jenneru is the coordinator for Aboriginal Storytelling Month in the province. And uh, we've been talking about all of the incredible events, well over 200 in the province for you to participate in over the uh, next couple of weeks. We'll talk a little bit more about those and where you can find out what that full list is in just a second. Also, Sundance Robson is with me, an Indigenous life coach in Regina with Sacred Compass Journey. Sacred Compass is a holistic wellness center where they use traditional and non-traditional ceremony and storytelling to help others heal. Sundance, I'm curious, what inspired you to get into storytelling and actually to incorporate it in the business? My identity, um, you know, as an Indigenous person, my father went to Brandon Residential School. He told me stories about residential school. And, you know, I really felt them, but I didn't really know what to do with them because even as I heard these stories as a child, you don't really know how to process all of that. But as I grew up and I went through my own healing journey with addiction and all that stuff, I heard something in the story, and there seemed to be almost like this passing off of wisdom that exists within these stories. And I found myself almost caught up in story and seeing that, you know what? We all have stories. We all live from a story that we tell about ourselves. And that's one of the, 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 the pieces of um, the creation story of the Anishinaabe. And that creation is a gift. And life is an opportunity to live that gift because we're all given gifts. And when we live from that gift that we've been given, we have an opportunity to create something that's productive for the human race. And also, we're able to know who we really are. An elder once said to a youth, do you have a dream? And the youth said no. And the elder said back to the youth, well, then that's your problem. And you can learn two things from that. You can learn that there's your problem. And also, let's find that so we can overcome these problems. 
Sundance Robson is my guest, Indigenous life coach. I'm also interested in the fact that it's this is not just entertainment. This is actually something you're able to use to help people uh, that need assistance in, in healing. Often it can be from a variety of different challenges that they may face in their life. Tell me how that helps and, and how you witness that as you're uh, involved in, in helping people. Well, so... I curated White Feather, and White Feather is an intergenerational story, and we all have an intergenerational story, whether we come from a colonial past or we come from an Indigenous history. And when we're able to tell stories, we're able to, again, go back and dial into who we were before the residential schools or who we were before we learned something else other than our own greatness. And so the thing for me is that the stories and everything and every person and every single thing that sort of walks upon this earth has an agency. And these stories as living beings, because they come to life, it it actually has an effect on someone's state of mind. That's what happens when we sit in a circle and we spend time with each other. When we slow down, we can sense that maybe we're not actually our thinking. Maybe our experience is coming from something inside of us instead of something that's always external. And we want to remember that the spirit is in every single thing. And that within that, there can also be understanding and misunderstanding. But when we slow down, we're able to help people see the difference. And that helps create healing. And this happens incrementally over a period of time. But it's important to be intentional and deliberate about what it is that we're creating in our lives so that we can heal. And that's why the creation story is so powerful is because it shows us that we are all creators within and that we can create our lives moment to moment. It's good stuff. Sundance Robson, uh, my guest, Indigenous Life Coach. And also joining us is Jessica Jenneru, who is the coordinator of Aboriginal Storytelling Month, which is the entire month of February. So it's over 200, Jessica, you said, mm-hmm. in the province. And they are kind of distributed throughout the province, right? It's it's not just centered in big locations, uh, remote and rural areas as well. Yes, that's right. And where can people find a location list and even an events list? find it at lsap.ca so that's l-s-s-a-p dot c-a slash storytelling we have our full events listings there as well as how you could participate how you could register for a program how you could hop onto a virtual programming as well and just to and just to um to touch on Sundance's um um piece there we are hosting, or we do have a video that's uploaded onto our YouTube channel, so you can check that out at LSAP415. And we have a um, a story of intergenerational healing with Lyndon Tatusis, and Lyndon Tatusis shared his, his personal journey with us that we can share with the world, with uh, the province of Saskatchewan, on how important storytelling is for the healing of um, of uh, our indigenous people, indigenous people in Saskatchewan, and um, he told me that stories are a living being, and by sharing them, we keep them alive. We breathe life into the teachings, and that to me symbolizes completely 
what we're hoping to accomplish in um, offering this program and continuing to work to find to find funding for this program. Um, and we're working through that right now, and we're also looking through this project to continue to build and strengthen relationships across Saskatchewan through learning about and engagement with the Indigenous narrative. This is good stuff, Jessica. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. We appreciate having you. Thank you. And uh, Sundance, again, thank you for sharing. Appreciate the work you're doing and uh, the fact that you're willing to come on and and give us some understanding of the importance of storytelling and and, uh, add to this conversation. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. Uh, I'm honored, Magretch. Sundance Robson and Jessica Jenneru talking about Saskatchewan Aboriginal Storytelling Month. I, a couple of years ago, the University of Regina hosted an opportunity for, it was basically an elders conference is what they called it. Um, and I sat in on a couple of the sessions. They were storytelling sessions. They were the most mesmerizing, captivating experience that I'd had in a long time. It was incredible to listen. Harry Francis, who's an elder that does work with the Regina Police Service, he's on our Elders Advisory Council at the Police Service, um, he was one of the elders that was speaking at it. And listening to the stories, there was some songs that were shared from his youth that were handed down, you know, by his grandparents. It was, it was Incredible. So I would highly recommend if you have the opportunity, again, the website is lssap.ca and you can find out where in the province some of these events are happening and a list of the events so you can check those out as well. All right. Well, the teacher's strike has been put on hold. In fact, lunchtime supervision that at one time was off the table is back on the table today. So hopefully you packed a lunch for your kids because they are staying at school for lunch. And this is all because the province picked up the phone, called the uh, Saskatchewan Teachers Federation yesterday and said, okay, we've got a new mandate. Let's get to the table. Is it going to be enough? We'll find out. They're back at the table on Monday of next week. But... What this has done, it's opened up a conversation that you and I have been able to have over the last little while about some of the challenges and opportunities in education in the province. And so we're going to look at it from a couple of different angles. We're going to talk to someone who works in the schools as an educational support worker. That's coming up next. And then just after 11 o'clock, we're going to take a bit of a look across Canada and what are some of the other provinces doing and how are they trying to solve the problem of classroom complexity? And then we're going to open the phones up to you. I'm Evan Bray, and you're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.